Hello, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the November 27th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 2663 through 2672 of the Catechism. Article 2. The Way of Prayer. 2663. In the living tradition of prayer, each church proposes to its faithful, according to its historic, social and cultural context, a language of prayer. Words, melodies, gestures, iconography. The magisterium of the church has the task of discerning the fidelity of these ways of praying to the tradition of apostolic faith. It is for pastors and catechists to explain their meaning always in relation to Jesus Christ. Prayer to the Father 2664 There is no other way of Christian prayer than Christ. Whether our prayer is communal or personal, vocal or interior, it has access to the Father only if we pray in the name of Jesus. The sacred humanity of Jesus is therefore the way by which the Holy Spirit teaches us to pray to God our Father. Prayer to Jesus 2665 The prayer of the Church, nourished by the Word of God and the celebration of the liturgy, teaches us to pray to the Lord Jesus. Even though her prayer is addressed above all to the Father, it includes, in all the liturgical traditions, forms of prayer addressed to Christ. Certain psalms, given their use in the prayer of the Church, and the New Testament, place on our lips and engrave in our hearts prayer to Christ in the form of invocations, Son of God, Word of God, Lord, Saviour, Lamb of God, King, Beloved Son, Son of the Virgin, Good Shepherd, Our Life, Our Light, Our Hope, Our Resurrection, Friend of Mankind. 2666. But the one name that contains everything is the one that the Lord of God, that the Son of God received in his incarnation, Jesus. The divine name may not be spoken by human lips, but by assuming our humanity, the word of God hands it over to us and we can invoke it. Jesus, Yahweh, Yahweh saves. The name Jesus contains all, God and man, and the whole economy of creation and salvation. To pray Jesus is to invoke him and to call him within us. His name is the only one that contains the presence it signifies. Jesus is the risen one, and whoever invokes the name of Jesus is welcoming the Son of God, who loved him and who gave himself up for him. 2667. The simple invocation of faith, developed in the tradition of prayer under many forms in East and West. The most usual formation transmitted by the spiritual writers of the Sinai, Syria and Mount Athos, is the invocation, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. It combines the Christological hymn of Philippians 2, 6-11 with the cry of the publican and the blind man begging for light. By it the heart is opened to human wretchedness and the Saviour's mercy. 2668. The invocation of the holy name of Jesus is the simplest way of praying always. When the holy name is repeated often, 
by a humbly attentive heart, the prayer is not lost by heaping up empty phrases, but holds fast to the word and brings forth fruit with patience. This prayer is possible at all times because it is not one occupation among others, but the only occupation, that of loving God, which animates and transfigures every action in Christ Jesus. 2669. The prayer of the Church venerates and honours the heart of Jesus, just as it invokes his most holy name. It adores the incarnate word and his heart, which out of love for men has allowed he allowed to be pierced for by our sins. Christian prayer loves to follow the way of the cross in the Saviour's steps, the stations from the Praetorium to Golgotha and the tomb trace the way of Jesus, who by his holy cross has redeemed the world. Come, Holy Spirit. 2670. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Every time we begin to pray, it is in the Holy Spirit who draws us on the way of prayer by his prevenient grace. Since he teaches us to pray by recalling Christ, how could we not pray to the Spirit too? That is why the Church invites us to call upon the Holy Spirit every day, especially at the beginning at the end of every important action. If the Spirit should not be worshipped, how can he divinize me through baptism? If he should be worshipped, should he not be the object of adoration? 2671. The traditional form of petition to the Holy Spirit is to invoke the Father, through Christ our Lord, to give the Consoler Spirit. Jesus insists on this petition to be made in his name at the very moment when he promises the gift of the Spirit of Truth. But the simplest and most direct prayer is also the traditional, Come Holy Spirit. And every liturgical tradition has expressed it in antiphons and hymns. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Heavenly King, Consoler Spirit, Spirit of Truth, present everywhere and filling all things, treasure of all good and source of all life, come, dwell in us, cleanse and save us, you who are all good. The Holy Spirit, whose anointing permeates our whole being, is the interior master of Christian prayer. He is the artisan of the living tradition of prayer. To be sure, there are many paths of prayer, as there are persons who pray, but it is the same Spirit acting in all and with all. It is in communion of the Holy Spirit that the Christian prayer is prayer of the Church. Okay, a slightly longer section today, but um, dealing with this prayer and inviting us into uh, prayer to the Father. That we pray to the Father, but we pray to the Father through Christ and in the Holy Spirit. And uh, in a sense, um, that Christ is our door to the Father. There is no other way of Christian prayer than Christ. He is the way that we can find to prayer. And we can pray in Him. And this is why this whole uh, section on, on the different titles of Christ, some of them very beautiful um, and very meaningful, and then different ages will, will emphasize different titles. But the main one is his name, Jesus. 
And again, we come back to this prayer that we've seen before, this prayer of the heart, this Jesus prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of David, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And this prayer that in the East is repeated again and again. And in the West, we are rediscovering this prayer, which is very good. Also the repetition of the divine name. Some of the martyrs died praying out the name of Jesus, and that's all they were saying. Repeating his name over and over again, as the most profound, the most basic of prayers. Because the word Jesus means God saves, and that's what we uh, commemorate when we pray, that God is the one who saves. And then we need the Holy Spirit. Christ gives us his Holy Spirit so that we can pray. And the Holy Spirit brings us to the Father. And really, prayer is entering into this Trinitarian dimension, but through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, um, who is an artist, an artisan, it says here, an artisan of the living tradition of prayer. The Holy Spirit can fill us, can fill every corner of our being, can get into every nook and cranny of our souls and help us to pray with our whole selves. That the Christian is somebody who is transformed by prayer. That his whole life becomes prayer. That we have this, um, uh, this, this, this hymn within us. You know, it's like, um, I think the Orthodox rabbis tell the story of trying to explain why the Jews move when they pray. If you ever see an Orthodox Jew praying, he's moving. He's moving back and forth, backwards and forwards. And somebody asked the rabbi, why is this the case? Why do they move? And the rabbi said, it's like in a city there is a deaf person and he's walking along and he comes to a corner where the most talented musician, the most talented flutist, flautist, is playing. And there's beautiful, beautiful music. And everybody stops. And by the beauty of the music, they, they begin to dance nearly. And the blind man looks and he says, everybody's gone crazy. Sorry, not the blind man. The, the deaf man looks and he says, everybody's gone crazy. They're all dancing. They're all moving. What's wrong? And this is the Christian hears something in his being that moves him, that moves us. And prayer is to allow ourselves to to follow a different rhythm, to follow a different beat to the world, the divine rhythm. So again, uh, today to have this invitation to prayer, that as we study the catechism, as we look at the different things, to see that these doctrines are not simply to stay in the book, they're not simply to stay in our minds, but they're to invite us to follow the holy things that they tell us. And the most holy thing for us is to pray. And so today, again, an invitation from the Lord to join ourselves to him by prayer. So very well, tomorrow we'll continue. And tomorrow we're going to look at 2673 through 2679. God bless.